and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Hey, 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 everybody out there. It's your boy from Brooklyn, Chef Shannon Ambrosio. Just saying, come on now. It's Sunday. You guys ready for another live stream of the Everything and Nothing podcast? Well, listen to me. I hope so, because I'm here, and you guys are there, and we're together. And since it's my time and your time, isn't it our time? All right, quick quote there from... Uh, Fast times at Ridgemont High. And that's how I'm feeling today, folks. I'm feeling like, <sighs> isn't our time here always our time? And not just belonging to one particular person or one entity at that time. I think it is. I think to me, the idea of our time here, and I'm using a generalization as to our time together here on this planet, for whatever time it's worth, that us, collectively, as the people, as I always talk about, freedom or freedom of the people and, and thereof, is that it becomes our time and collectively our time together. That means the most to me about anything, is that um, I think we the people collectively are the ones that should be deciding all the factors for all of us at all times, right? So when we think about um, who makes up the rules and who gives us all these things that we should be following at any one time, I always think about, does it really belong to us as the people or do we just pretend it does, right? And I, uh, you know, I contemplate these things constantly and that's always why I'm bringing up these topics about how I feel about freedoms and what our, what, let's just say it right away, the government, what their interpretation is of how it is that we are free and how we get to use our freedoms. Because if we think that it belongs to us, but if we really, listen, if we cowtown and really get down to specifics and understand what the freedoms are and how they let us exercise our freedoms, it's all <laughs> regulated. There's all rules. There's all kinds of things happening that we think we have control over, but we don't. And I always have, here's my thing. Do I have an issue? Yes, I do. Do I have a problem with it? Yes, I do. So that's why my discussions seem to be opening up in this direction a lot, because the idea of freedom has to belong to all of us. And it can't be interpreted if, if you kind of understand what I mean, right? It can't be interpreted for something different. I mean, the word freedom and the word free, um, there is no interpretation. When we think about how words and how things are created, they, you know, we as people, we created this idea of what these words mean. And they're not for interpretation. 
if you understand what I mean, right? Words are not, they weren't created for interpretation. So the idea of free or freedoms, um, it's really not open for interpretation because if you open up a dictionary and somebody asks you for the definition of the word, of what it means, that's the meaning of the word. There, we don't know how to describe it in another way, shape, or form, or another fashion. <sighs> so I digress, folks, <laughs> as I'm sure most of us really do. We really do digress constantly about what our thought patterns are as to how they give us this information and how they interpret the information to us, right? Because basically they're interpreting <laughs> this information to us. They're telling us what their interpretation is and that their new <laughs> interpretation of words is the, is the new meaning of what it is. And it truly isn't, right? Because we all know that um, anything can be interpreted. Right. Because you, we both, you and I and everybody out there, we could read something or see something. Right. They say a picture is worth a thousand th words and that the reading and the comprehension for all of us is differently, is different. But when you talk about the word itself, OK, so the word you're reading itself isn't left up for interpretation. And that's the reason we have meanings for words. Right. And yes, there are words that may have the same meaning and maybe said or spelled differently, like read and read and all those things. But the exact idea of what the definition is for it doesn't change, right? So that's why I said, you know, we have this, this idea of interpretation. But the interpretation is given to us by somebody else and what they think it means and how they change it or how they manipulate the idea of what it is. And, uh, and I got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> as everybody knows we all know right and if you don't know now you know so uh it's been kind of weighing on me a little bit lately right because of everything that's going on between uh ukraine and russia and us and and everybody just globally okay and we think about the things that have happened in the past as far as wars go and we like to think that um subject to matter that borders and you know masses of land and all these things make a difference as to what war really means but war really does affect everybody on the planet some way shape or form right because if we think about it we're all nomads and we've all come from somewhere at some point in time and we've all spread around <laughs> this globe and we're all connected right and i go back to the theory of you know whether you believe in spiritually some kind of god and that there was an adam and an eve and then all of a sudden all of us came along <laughs> technically we're all related and if you think about the big bang theory and it started with two living things at some point and then they procreated and created the race so we're all kind of connected in some way shape or form if no matter which way you think about it whether you think the scientific way in evolution or you think uh, spiritually in a faith or a God and something created us. So that's the truth. But here's my theory on that, right? And we all know, we've heard this terminology a lot, and it's by a man, Lord Acton, and that's Lord, and we get words from certain things, Lords, Landlords, and Lord Action and Action. But we've heard this terminology a lot, and we're going to hear it a lot more, I think, in the coming years, more now than ever, right? And it's the simplest of the simplest forms of what I think about when our topic is about today. And that basically is taxation without representation, right? So that's the 
you you do what I say, right? The old adage, right? Don't 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 do as I do, do as I say, right? So the whole idea is that power tends to corrupt. We know this, right? We've seen it. History has shown us and has shown us over time that it has happened and it will happen again. And it has been happening in the humankind or the human race existence. It just has, right? So that absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. It corrupts. Absolutely. And that's the truth. It really is. Those words, although can be controversial in, in many ways, um, their meaning and their direction is simple. It's a simple form for all of us to understand, and that means the power and whoever thinks they have the power will eventually corrupt. That's the way it goes. So when I think about what a, the topic is today about, you know, taxation without representation, the first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that should come to mind to, for us here in this United of States is the Tea Party, right? So the Boston Tea Party. We have to go back. We're going to go back in time. <laughs> We're going to go back, way back. <laughs> so that's the truth, right? So when we think about these things, we think about the idea that when we wanted and we, and we decided collectively in the United States at the time of whatever, you know, our Declaration of Independence and our call to independence, which we say happened in 1776, but when you think about the real side of this and the real things that have happened back then, it all started way before 1776, right? So according to documentation, and this is all facts and fact checking and all that stuff can happen, you could start any of that right now at any point, is that back in 1765 is that we started this whole idea of us as the colonists, the American colonists, is that we had this, we still had this British rule. So what was happening is that, you know, Britain was basically telling us is that, okay, well, you guys may have colonized what's going on here, but we're going to tax you. We're going to tax you on everything that you're importing. We're going to tax you on everything you're doing. We're just going to keep taxing you until you guys, basically how it works in landlord terminology, is that we tax until you guys can't afford to ta can't afford the taxes anymore, and then we just take it from you. And how horrible is that, right? Because that's what taxation is. Taxation is a way for governments and rulers and lords to basically impose or take, literally take money or belongings or anything that they want at that time. And they take it until you can't afford or do not have anything to give them anymore. And then basically they take whatever is left. That's how it works. There is no difference now as, as to there was then. And my thought on this process is, is that isn't that the reason we decided to break away from big governments? We decided this as colonists, as people that came here to this country. We decided to break away from this because we felt it was unfair. At some point in time, we decided it was unfair. So we started a revolution. And that's 
1776 and the Declaration of Independence. And it's like, we didn't ask permission, <laughs> correct? We didn't ask permission. We kind of basically set the ground rules saying, listen to me, we're not paying your taxes anymore because we have decided as the colonists, because we're the ones that live here, we're the ones that are growing this country. We're the ones that are providing the labor and all the things that need to go into growing this country that we, <laughs> we so-called, you know, came to colonize as, as much as we like to call colonization as much as it's conquering, actually. Um, but we decided at that point that we wanted this. To, we, wanted, we didn't want their, rep, their so-called representation because it wasn't there. <laughs> it just wasn't. So in other words, they were basically deciding that because it was colonized at this point, that they had the right to, to keep taking money from us without any representation, right? Hence the Tea Party. So when it happened in Boston and everybody was kind of like at this point fed up, right, with the tea taxes and they put taxes on everything. And isn't that what's happening now? Isn't there just ways for the government to create taxes for us to keep giving them money? Isn't that crazy? Isn't it obscure to think that? Isn't that why we colonized here? For the simple fact that we didn't want to have these lords and these owners and these kings and these rulers and all these people that kept taking from the people. We didn't want it to happen anymore. We were like, listen to me. Oh, hell no. At that point, that's what we decided. We decided these things that it was enough. We decided that we didn't want that to happen anymore. So every time they kept saying, no, we're going to tax that, we were like, no. Well, we're going to tax that. No. So we decided this. So what happened that we as the people and the freedoms that we thought that we were kind of going to set for ourselves as they wrote in this declaration? In the Constitution, we the people, and I bring this up and I will bring it up at every, every chance I get, and is that that's we the people. All these things were written down and given, so-called given to us, because we understood, we thought we understood that we didn't want to be told and taxed and things taken from us for no reason, right? So when you think about what's happening now, in Russia and the Ukraine and all these things that are happening, who, who gives any one person the right to, to decide that, it, that it's not the owner's property anymore? <laughs> when do we decide as people to people that we get to decide to take something from somebody else for no reason, right? Isn't that the reason, like we say, we're civilized? Because the idea is that we've decided at some point that this wasn't okay anymore, like I said before. What stops anybody from going anywhere and taking anything from anybody? What stops us? Nothing. Nothing stops us, except for our common decency from people to people, person to person, right? That's, that's what's supposed to separate us from uncivilized, and that's the truth, right? Because we know it's not right. We know in the back of our minds that it's... it's it's, it's probably a very uh, conscious thought at one point for somebody to say, nope, that's it, that's mine, and it doesn't matter. So 
I think about these things often now, right? Because we have this happening now and we've had these things that have happened to us here, even on the planet, right? When we think about it here in the United States, we think, you know, everything that's happened with COVID is that lockdowns and masks and all these things and the idea of control and how it gets controlled and, and who gets controlled for whatever reason, right? Because we've seen it. We've seen it on the news. We've seen it everywhere, right? Is that all these people that were telling us wear those masks and get those vaccines and all those things, they're not doing it themselves. So again, I think about this taxation without representation is that basically they're telling us like the old adage, don't do as I do, do as I tell you to do. And when... (laughs) When, at what point did we decide here that we, the people, were just going to do that? We don't know. I don't think a lot of people out there really understand the magnitude of the actual free dumbs that we have. And is it just free dumb? (laughs) Are we just free and dumb? (laughs) Or do we need to take back some of that free and smart? I think that's the issue, right? We have to be free and smart about it. So when you decide to do these things voluntarily, after a while, it becomes mandatory, if you understand what I mean, right? Because in the beginning, it was, please, you know, let's shorten the curve, stay home for 14 days and wear a mask if you're, you know, not feeling well, you're around other people. And then before we knew it, it became mandatory. It became, put the mask on, now go get a shot. So it became a mandatory because the voluntary thing is kind of, a way of saying to us, okay, you have the right to do, choose, and decide. And then all of a sudden, when they don't like the way that's going, they change the rules again. And then they make it mandatory. Because it's the ruling technique. It's the fear technique. It's the idea that they fear us into doing whatever it is they want us to do. Because fear is the only, it's the only ruler that they have, Right? So when you're paying your taxes on these things that you own and you paid for, that the government had no right to put any extra money or restitution on it at any way, shape, or form, that's the truth. So if you buy a home and you pay X amount of dollars, you own the home and you own the property that it's on. And I know this is going to get all in up in arms, right? And this is what I want everybody to do please. (laughs) And that is, if you have any questions and comments, please leave them below. I'm very interested in what everybody thinks about this idea for taxes, because when we think about it as a whole, right, is that I use this idea of if you own a home and you purchase a home, you have to take a loan to a bank. And yes, if you're getting loaned money and they want some interest, yes, by all means, somebody gave you a lot of money, Maybe a little thank you along the line really does help, right? Gives back and maybe helps somebody else do the same. It's understandable. But when the government has nothing to do with this transaction at all whatsoever, so then how is it that they deem themselves righteous enough to take tax money from you afterwards? So you pay, you pay for the buy the house, pay for the land, you pay for the house. And then you pay taxes on that. You pay a tax, whatever your state taxes or whatever your city taxes. And then the government decides that you're going to pay us taxes every year on top of that. I say, well, I only purchased it one time. 
How come the continual tax just keeps moving? It's crazy. And it doesn't go down. The taxes never go down. They only go up. And I know everybody's going to say, well, you got to pay you got to pay the taxes because to maintain and you have a police department and you have a fire department and all that. And I say, well, <laughs> I mean, order is order. But the idea is that our tax money is overwhelmingly consuming for everybody. So how much of it has to be relinquished back to them? And when you think about it as a whole, the idea of the taxation and all the money eventually, eventually, goes back to the government itself. And it's a silly, it's a silly cycle. It really is. It's really a bunch of lords, that's, and we call them government, and it's a bunch of lords basically saying, here's a social security number, and then we're going to be able to track you and find out how much money you make at all times, and then we're going to take it from you. So we're going to take it from you when you make it, okay, which is your labor taxes. Okay, which is unconstitutional in case anybody doesn't know. We're going to take your money for doing performing work at some point. Okay? And then we're going to take all other kinds of taxes. When you go shopping and purchase goods, we're going to tax you again. Okay? And then at the end of the year, we're going to pretend that we give you something back. When in actuality, they took most of it already. <laughs> They're not giving us anything <laughs> at all. Not even a little bit. Uh, it's, it's our money. So how is it that everybody pretends you're getting back? Isn't that funny when we say that? You're getting back. And I go, I didn't get anything back. They took it from me initially. <laughs> so how am I getting it? Right? They didn't do that. They didn't give us that back. They're letting us see our, our, initial, <laughs> our initial labor uh, pay eventually they're giving it they're letting us see a little bit of it again right but what does that do it makes us go out and purchase more and then what happens then the tax thing starts all over again it's a crazy circle that they've created they've created this idea when the beginning stages of this colonization of this united states is that we were breaking away from that and now all of a sudden we're <laughs> we're we're all subject to it again unconsciously because it's been done over 250 years and it didn't get progressively better it gets progressively worse right because it's the whole idea of the, of the, of the vicious cycle if i if you think about it in 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 layman's terms like they say or the simplest form that you can have and that is if everybody us collectively we the people again i'm going to go back to this said if we decided on every level that the government was going to have to survive on whatever we decided to give them, they would have to make it work, just like they tell us. Make it work. Whatever's left over that we don't take from you, make it work for you. And if it doesn't, sorry, we can't help you. But how unfortunate is that, that we'd have to take everything anyway? <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a crazy, vicious cycle. And I don't think we... we genuinely think about it in that simplest form right because even if you take it and a lot of people are gonna you know give us in the comments about big corp and all these other things that happen and yes i understand all that right and big corp is a is is part of how this works but even if you take it from that simplest form of that of that level right even big corp even if big corporations at some point just said to the government listen to me 
that's enough. You've taken enough and said, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to give our employees, because these are the people that make up the business that we have. These are the people that put money in our pockets. So why do they get to put money? We have to hire them, and they put money in our pockets, and then we got to give most of that money back to you. And so we're just taking, 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 and it goes down the line until the end of the line is, is wherever the government decides to put all these so-called dollars that they take from everybody. And then they get to decide and distribute it wherever they see fit. We no longer have any of those powers of the people. We relinquish them 100% all the time, every time. So when you think about it, I know people like to blame the next person involved, right? It's like when you go to the store and you pay tax for something. Like, man, what do I got to pay these taxes for? You know, these people, what do they got to pay? Because they, the government makes them pay the taxes. So then the government makes them pay the taxes. So they're gonna, they're not, they don't want to absorb that cost in the, in, the, in the goods that whatever they're selling. So then they pass it on to us. So nobody wants to be responsible for where that tax is, especially not the government. They're not explaining to us any of this. And they just keep amending everything. And they keep just creating new things to take more from us. And at some point, just like here, just like the revolution, just like in 1776 when we declared independence, it was because of that. It was because of the taking and no representation. And we finally had enough. So I don't know when that, when it stops, when we decide that the people have to take back some of the... Um, the responsibility for how it happened and why it happens and where it goes going forward. I think that's an important thing and an important message, right? So we're, we're all worried about all these things that are going on everywhere else and, and, it's, and, and things do happen for us globally now. But the idea is that we're all worrying about other things instead of worrying about just what's happening immediately, right? So to create this idea of the people taking back the freedoms that they should have just as a human being, we don't seem to be thinking about it in that way, right? We seem to be, um, uh, you know, it's like the deer in the headlights. Somebody shines the mirror with the bright light and it comes past you and, you and you look the other way because they're always constantly creating these issues and these problems for us all the time so that we're not conscious enough of what's going on right at, you know, like they say, at our front doors. And I don't just mean here, right? I don't just mean here in the United States. I mean everywhere. So everywhere there's these big global leaders of all, all these countries and, and what you have and what have you. And they're, they're somehow with their little group of people are deciding the fate of every human being that's here. And I don't think, like I said before, whether you're spiritual or whether you believe in science, I don't think that was, I don't think that was the idea in the beginning right so it couldn't it can't be it couldn't be the deciding factor in the beginning that there was two people that came here somewhere somehow and that they that that, that was the decision that they would make all the rules and tell everyone else that came about what to do all the time i don't think that was the reason <laughs> whether you believe it one way or the other what like i said whether it's biblical spiritual or what have you i just don't think that that was the reason i think it was the reason for a human race 
of some, you know, some kind that people that people would be populating this planet and at some time we would all be together. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's really the long and short of it, right? Because when you think about it, we're all here together, no matter where you are, no matter where the boundaries, where the borders are, you know, where the water divides us, where it, you know, brings us together and what have you. Um, I don't think at one, one point in time that it was decided that there would be rulers that would tell people what to do, but not just tell them what to do, to basically rule them, to basically, you know, say, okay, this, 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 and this, and, and we'll be over here, and when you folks are done doing the things that we told you to do, you'll give us all the, the good stuff that comes away from it, right? So all the rewards, anything that happens with that, all the rewards are going to come back to us eventually anyway. So you just guys keep doing what you're doing, and then we'll just create all these rules and regulations, and then you'll just keep doing it for us. I don't think that was, I don't think that was the, uh, the, the initial goal. I, I don't know, but, <laughs> I mean, who am I? <laughs> I'm only here 53 years on this planet, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have to be here 53 more to understand it. I'm not sure, but I know there are people out there that have, you know, thoughts and, and questions and whatever, and you should leave them in the comments below <laughs> because we can open this dialogue, and that's the wonderful thing, and that will, that's what we thought about the wonderful thing when they created uh, constitutional rights, uh, declarations of independence, bill of rights, all these things going from the past and going forward was that we'd have these freedoms to do these things, to question people for their actions. We would have that ability to do that, right? That's the reason we created freedoms of speech, freedoms of religion, freedoms to congregate, freedoms to uh, uh, gather collectively and make decisions collectively. I mean, isn't that was, wasn't that the reason for governments to be governed, not to be ruled, right? Isn't that why we call it government and not rulers and lords and kings and all these things that have this really weird connotation is that we were supposed to be governed. So we, the people, were supposed to be making these laws and these, you know, things that were collectively good for us as a whole. And then we would decide together, collectively, casting votes, making decisions together, not giving certain individuals this right to make a decision for so many people at one time. It just, it wasn't supposed to be that way. That right there is even written down in documents over time, right? Because you can collectively as 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 the people collectively have to make these decisions because that's what that's what doing things together is all about right because if not we'd all live separately they would just be individuals separately everywhere and that's not the case it just isn't um so when i think about these things it kind of it kind of puts me in a mood where i'm like yeah yeah um i know it, it's getting it's it's coming more and more to a head i think now at this point because and and you know the graces that have be is that with this internet thing is has taken down boundaries and and what we do here is taken down boundaries and we have the ability to think for a, a lot i think for ourselves a lot more than we did before because it's opening questions and posing questions for people globally not just locally if that makes sense, I hope it makes sense to you out there, right there, right? It's not just me uh, rambling, am I? Am I cackling like a turkey today? <laughs> you guys got to let me know, all right? 
because that's it's it's been on my mind a lot lately, a lot, a lot. Uh, not just for the fact of um, what's happening now with this war that's going on, but I mean just in general after you know the war, COVID, and the war before, and then this. I just it becomes overwhelming for us as human beings to consume that much. I think that much rhetoric on a constant basis and hard for us to see clearly through all the cloudiness because they only want to keep us, you know, questioning and fearful of what they may do next. When in actuality, us as the people, the people collectively are the ones can make that decision for them. We shouldn't be allowing them to make that decision for us. We should be collectively going to them and saying, uh, no, yeah, no. No, I can't do that. Sorry. And then that's the end of it. There's nothing that they could do, <laughs> the amount of people that's there, for them to, de to decide that they could make us collectively do exactly what they want us to do. This just can't happen, right? Because they call us the masses for a reason. <laughs> because we make up the majority of, of everybody on this planet. Not the governments, not the government officials, not all these things, not armies, not none of it. They do not. They don't make up the masses. We make up the masses as the people. And that was the reason we decided this here in this country many years ago, is that it would be done. We, we talk about it. This, and they call it a dick in a, a, a d democratic way, right? So having a democracy of some f form is that it's voted on. It's voted on collectively, right? And then slowly but surely, the governments kept amending what these, what these rules and regulations are. And that's why they have amendments, right? So it's the idea that eventually they take away that right for us to vote on whatever is happening. Because they said, well, there's just too many people. And I said, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> there is too many of us. And there's a reason why there's too many of us. Because we make up. <laughs> we make up the planet. <laughs> The people make up the planet, not the governments, not the lords, not the kings, none of these people. We, collectively, as all the people, make them up. And what right does one group of people have to make up the, uh, you know, the, the rules and the laws and the regulations for everybody else? Everybody else. When it wasn't decided by everybody. It was only decided by a select few of <laughs> whomever they're associated with. So it's kind of a, kind of a weird thing. The thing that we all... The thing that we all wanted was given to us, and again, I go back to this thing, is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. It does not change. We all think that we had the good intentions in the beginning until the power came. And then when the power came, we corrupted. <laughs> we corrupted the power, even the good power that we thought we had. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's why I get a lot of this. My God, are you still talking? Yes, I am. I am still talking, and I am still thinking. I hope everybody out there is doing the same. I hope we are all still talking, and I hope we are all still thinking about this because it's only going to change when we decide to make the change. It's not going to change if we let them decide when the change happens. That's truth more than anything above and beyond. Very, very important. It's really <laughs> it's been on my mind, as you can tell. So when I think about these things, I'm going to bring a few things up here. And I hope everybody understands that I'm, I'm trying to recognize how 
it all happened and most of all when it all happened right so when all these things were finally decided that it didn't that we the people didn't want to have this this power anymore right we decided at one point that the that we didn't want to have the responsibility of the power and i think that's a lot to do with it too right because when you talk to somebody well you know if you don't pay your taxes you know you get in trouble and i said well who decided that who decided if you didn't pay your taxes you're in trouble they did we didn't so do you think a bunch of us got together one day in a room and said you know what we're gonna let that person over there take our money from us without asking without asking at all we're gonna allow them to take this money from us without asking and you know that's that's it we just we'll just let them do that i don't i i couldn't sit in the room with 10 people that if everybody was told to put all their money on the table okay think about it if all the money you had in your pocket at that time your bank account whatever it is i don't care whatever you want to call it don't get into semantics and you put all your money on the table and somebody walked in that you didn't know none of you knew and they went took your money up counted how much they were going to take and then they put the rest on the table and they said, divide it amongst yourselves. What do you think would happen? Listen, man, I know where I'm from. <laughs> and in my neighborhood and my friends, if you came in and tried to take my money without asking, you, there'd be a problem. So why is it that it's not a problem? Why is it that it's not a problem now? Why is it okay? And why is it okay that they just keep coming up with new taxes and new laws and new reasons to take more of it at any given time, whenever they decide? Hmm? And all the things that happen here on this planet, they're not made up by these governments and these lords that people talk about. They're not paying for anything. They are using our money and they are becoming very wealthy with it, 100%. There's, there is no other way to, there is no other way to sugarcoat this at all when you think about it, right? And I'm going to pull something up here, right? And this is, right? So here we are. These are documents, not mine. These are legal documents that were created in the governments, right? Long time ago, long time ago. And especially here, right? Here in, in this United States, right? So the Boston Tea Party was a political protest that occurred on December 16, 1773, right? In Massachusetts, American colonists frustrated and angry at the britain imposing taxation without representation they dumped 342 chests of tea imported from britain and east india company into the harbor that's it there was no questions they didn't ask they did and that was the reason we had that revolution is because we knew it wasn't right so how is it that we don't think it's right now how do we think that this is just okay anymore? It's a very, very sad day in anybody, anybody's existence of independence. And we all go around on social media and all these things and we talk about, I'm independent, I do what I want to do. And I say, no, you do not. You think you do. And they let you think you do. But you do not. You cannot drive a car unless you go get a driver's license. And they charge you for that. And then they told insurance companies that they could charge you for this thing called insurance in case something happens. And then they charged you more. And then they charge you again. And then they charge you when you buy a car, they charge you taxes for that. And then they charge you taxes for everything. So it's not. It's not an independence. 
They're not giving you an independence. They're giving you a way to pay them more money for something that they have no rights to. It's, it's a foolish game that we play with them. It truly is, right? And I think about these things constantly. So, and, and they have these things, right? So if you're interested, you should read this and you should really take into consideration understanding what these things mean. They wrote them. They wrote them in, <laughs> for all of us, not for one individual or two individuals. They wrote it for everybody, right? And if you understand what these things are, what happened was is that we did. After a while, we started to understand what they were, and we started to understand what they meant. And then they created these things called amendments. So they created these amendments because the original documents that they had written, they, after a while, they figured they were like, well, holy cow. Now, now the now our written words that we, you know, wrote down for everybody to, you know, have 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 this so-called equality thing. Then all of a sudden, people started going to them and saying, "Oh, well, according to what you wrote here, you can't do this, 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 and this." And they were like, "Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to write a thing called an amendment, okay? Then we're going to amend this thing. And then the Sixteenth Amendment, con Congress shall have the power to lay." And collect taxes on income from whatever source derived without, <laughs> without our regard of any census or <laughs> enumeration. Which means, listen to me folks, which means is that they can decide to change whatever they want to change without our consent, without our vote anymore. So they don't need to have our votes to change anything anymore. They call it amendments. And then they decide, Congress decides, them and their friends decide how they're going to collectively take more from us whenever they decide, for whatever reason they may have. We don't know. But it's happened over time. And it's happened in small increments so that it doesn't become noticeable. And then behind closed doors, where all this magic supposedly happens, Certain people get to vote on certain things, and then all of a sudden, you get your paycheck. And all of a sudden, there's a new tax, or the tax is higher, or they call it something different. Do you realize that I have, <laughs> I have a friend of a friend whose pops just turned 100? And when you talk to somebody like this, and they go, yeah, when I was young, there was none of this. There was none of it. It didn't exist. It's happened over time. And they've provided us with no reason as to why they do it. That's the alarming part, just like now, even more now, is that they're not giving us the choices that they said we had in the beginning. They're just doing whatever it is they want to do without our consent, and they wrote it down. So because they wrote it down, it makes it so. But here's the, here's the hard part for me to understand. They wrote the original documents, too. They wrote the original documents, too, but those don't work anymore. So then they wrote a new document, and now the new document is better because it's more in their behalf. So that's the way it works. So my, my idea is, hey, I'm going to write my own documents, and I'm going to give it back to them and go, well, that's what I wrote, so this, must, this has to be true for me. It doesn't have to be true for you, Mr. Government, Mr. Lord, Mr. King. It doesn't have to be true for you. It just has to be true for me because I wrote it because I wrote it down. And then I had 10 of my friends come in this room, and then we voted on this, and we decided that this was what we were going to follow now. What would they do? <laughs>
what would they do? They couldn't do anything if we let them. If we let them, they couldn't do anything. But we let them. So when they tell us, if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to go to jail. And I said, well, if you don't pay your taxes back to me, for me letting you be in charge, then I'm going to put you in jail. How about that? How about if you're not doing the job that you're supposed to be doing, you have to go to jail? How would that one be? I don't think they'd like that that much. I, I think there would be a different, uh, I think there would be a lot more amendments, if you understand what I mean. They'd be just creating new laws and rules and so they don't get in trouble. And it's being done all the time behind closed doors when none of us can see. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's, that's how I feel about the taxation without representation. It's basically thievery. It's basically they're taking from us at any given time, whenever they decide. You ever hear this one? Oh, insurance rates are going up across the board. I go, who's board? Not my board. On my board, insurance rates should, rate should be zero because the money doesn't grow unless they make it grow. So how's the insurance rates getting bigger? It's only by their, by their issue that insurance rates fluctuate and all that stuff. If you borrow a dollar, let me ask you a question. If you borrow a dollar from anybody, when you go to spend that dollar, is the dollar worth more than that dollar? So where does it come from? So where does this insurance and these, and these insurance rates and all this stuff come from? They create it. They create it for us to feel like there's a, they have an empowerment over everything that's happening. When in actuality, the money that's being fluctuated around is ours. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, us as people, we, we made the money. Our labor, our labor, some way, shape, or form created this idea that there needed to be a monetary value for it because we were providing labor. That's exactly the basis. That is the most basic you could think of when you think about the things that we do on a daily basis. It is labor. Whether you are creating a product or whether you are doing a service of some kind, right? So... That's what the labor is. And they wrote it in the Constitution that the labor, labor will never be taxed. And they figured out a way how to tax us on labor. And that's the reason why when you get a paycheck, most of it's missing. So they created federal taxes, state taxes, city taxes, subsidy taxes. They created taxes for everything. Water taxes, water a water tax on water. Who owns water? Are you kidding me? The power plants that build these things that filter our water, our tax money paid for. Your electricity that you get in your house, our tax money paid for to build these things. The bridges and tunnels, our tax money, our, we the people, our tax money paid for it. And when they built the bridges and tunnels, they were supposed to take away the tolls when it was paid for. Paid for from who? Paid the government back? They should have paid us back. We were the ones who paid for it. So again, I say to you, they didn't take away the toll for the bridge or the tunnel. Because then they created a way that they had to call maintenance. And I'm saying, yes, everything needs to be maintained. Don't get me wrong. But we the people pay for it already. So if it's being maintained, we're paying for it. So they're still charging us. They figured out a way. They gave us all social security numbers. 
so they can track how much we're worth at any given time. It's a terrible, terrible thing. We all think that agriculture and farming is done in, you know, other areas. And it isn't. <laughs> this planet is a giant farm for people. Soylent green, folks. Soylent green. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know, folks. That's the truth, right? Because... They gave us numbers so they could track us to know where we are at all times to make sure that you're paying whatever share they think you're, you're supposed to pay, that your worth is constantly being exploited by them, right? And they tell you, well, you know, what's the funny thing is that the government will come after you and send these, these people called the IRS. And I'm like, who the IRS? So what, there's another, they have another army? They have armies for armies. And how crazy is that, right? So the IRS is going to come get you. You don't pay your taxes. So who created the IRS? <laughs> So who created this army? So they have an army. So they tell you, listen to me, if you go work somewhere and somebody pays you and you don't tell us about it and you don't give us some of that money, we're going to put you in jail. And I go, well, you didn't work for it. So why are you getting any of it? <laughs> so listen to me. If they can't listen, to me, if they sent a few people every day out there in the working force, the government, listen to me, the government sent people like all these senators and mayors and governors and congressmen and senators and all these. They sent them all out individually to different places to work every day. All they would have to do is put in an eight hour day with everybody else, every other normal person working. Then they get a bit. Isn't that the way it works? Right. You, get to, you come to work with me, I'll give you some of my money. <laughs> what right do you have to take any of the money that I earned? You don't. And that's what labor acts, uh, labor acts are formed, right? So listen to this one. In the 20s, right? The railroad, right? So the railroads were a big, big thing back then. So the railroads were created and, uh, you know, it was owned by eventually by the government and the government you know hired people to put these railroads in right to get the goods to go wherever they gotta go so they can make more money but after a while they decided well we have to pay these people a lot of, we're starting to pay these people a lot of money so then what they did was they privatized so that's how it works in the beginning right they 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 start these things because we give them the idea and then they privatize it and as long as they privatize it here's the here's the loophole right so in 1920 this was written was the railroad act so the idea is that they wrote these amendments and they wrote these new constitutional laws everywhere that says, well, technically, <laughs> technically, we don't own it anymore. So we don't have to pay the workers what, what, they, what they're worth. We're privatizing. So we let somebody else use patents that we created, and then we'll charge them taxes when they hire people. But the problem was, and the reason why these, these, all these things were written in all these letters and these documentations takes years. They had to create paperwork, and then it never happens. Right. Fill out this form and then it takes 72 people to read it. That takes another five, 10 years. And then before you know it, it's just, it's just fades away. So then what happens is this railroad thing. And then they decided, well, now that they had to privatize it, these private companies now that they that the government created because they didn't want to keep people working under their, you know, under the government because they had to pay them. So they privatized it. And then basically the private companies were like, well, we got to pay you taxes. So we have to pay these people less money. So now all these railroad workers had to go work for these private companies. And their complaint was, we're being charged taxes from the government now because the government doesn't own it. So the government has the right to tax the people working for the people they're taxing. So they made twice as much money off us. How crazy is this? And then they wrote the laws to pass all these bills. 
They did. We didn't. We complained. We wrote documentations about it. We wrote letters to senators and congressmen and told them, this here is corruption, 100%. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And it will forever. It won't ever stop. It's never going to change unless we change it. Unless we take back the idea that the vote of the people, the masses count. We didn't create electoral colleges. They did. They don't want the masses voting collectively. They don't want us congregating collectively and making our own conscious decisions about things. We have to think about this thing. We do. Well, in my lifetime, I'm thinking about it. So if you guys just want to listen along, that's okay, too. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. But that's how I feel because it's, it's coming apparent, more apparent now than ever, right? So I want you folks to watch something with me for a minute. I think it's less than three minutes. All right? So just, just listen. All right? Please just listen. I need fertilizer for my crops, and I manage septic wasteland. All right. You want to state your name for the record? Yeah, just a second. My name is Stephen Douglas Price. All right. Tell me about what's going on at your house and why uh, you're being kicked out, I guess. Tell me what's going on. Oh, they kicked me out a long time ago because I, they want to sell me water. I get all my water off the roof. They want to sell me electricity. They want KU to sell me electricity. I don't want electricity. I don't know how to manage electricity. I'm afraid of electricity. I don't understand electricity. So I would prefer to, 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 to produce candles and to heat and cook with wood. They say, no, you can't do that. You gotta use electricity. And they say, you gotta buy our plumbing service, our, our sewer service. I don't want the sewer service because I I need fertilizer for my crops, and I manage septic waste like any any intelligent person can do. I manage home septic waste to make fertilizer. But they say, no, you can't do that. You gotta buy our sewer service. We sell you the sewer service, and the law says you have to buy it. And I say, no, I don't wanna buy it. So they say, then get out of your house. That was, in, that was about four years ago. So you're saying that you're getting, are you getting kicked out of your home today? No, what, so, but they were kind enough to let me use my front porch. They were kind enough to let me use my back field. Now today they're coming and say, I can't do that. Did I, you have any advance warning of this? No, none, whatever. They came, they called me this morning at eight o'clock. They said, we're over here with the police. I said, so what? They said, we're only gonna do the work, go, go to work on your property. I said, what kind of work? They said, come over here, we'll show you the paperwork. So I walked out, I walked out there, they handed me, they handed me this, this court order that they'd gotten from the judge saying that, 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 that they have the right to abate whatever they want to abate. The judge puts it all on them. They can choose to do whatever they want to do. In spite of the fact that there are numerous laws which exempt horticulturists from state law, from local law, and there, there are federal laws that, that even fund urban forestry. A federal law, 16, 16 U.S. Code 2105 offers funding for what I'm trying to do. I've been so you tell me.
You tell me, folks, here's a man, owns a house. Oh, my goodness. Please tell me we heard this. Did we not hear it? Please, somebody let me know. Um, but anyway, that's what they did. And that's what they do on a constant basis. It's not like, it's not like um, you know, he didn't buy his house and he didn't pay for it and, he does, and that he doesn't live there. He did. He lived there. Paid for it. It's his. He should be able to manage it however he decides. Nobody should be making that decision for that man. Nobody. Especially not the government. Because the government was the one who allowed him to buy and purchase this land and this home to begin with. That's so important. And I know there's a lot of people in here today, and thank you for coming by. I appreciate you. Mom is here. So everybody say hello to my mom. Um, and it's upsetting to me. It's upsetting when the idea has, the idea of him having, still, he has no rights. So in other words, they took his money to buy the house. They took his money to buy the land. And I'm sure he paid his taxes when he purchased it. I'm sure of it. But now, they decided because he was no longer willing to give them any more money, that he wasn't <laughs> worthy of owning the things he purchased. Right? And how, how, how crazy is that of an idea, right? It's like, it's like if you went to the store and you purchased a new iPhone, right? And all of a sudden... And they do it because we all pay it. And then all of a sudden the government decided, well, all cell phones from now on are going to be taxed every year on an additionally on top of whatever it is that you purchased it for. Right. So if you purchased a, a cell phone for a thousand dollars, because that's what they cost now. It's crazy. Thousand dollars. And then they decided every year you're going to give us a hundred bucks to own that cell phone. What would we do? Would we all throw the cell phones in the garbage? I don't know about that. You'll leave it in the questions in the comments below. I want to know what your answer is to that one, right? So the answer to me would be, yo, I'll tell you what, come to my house and try and get the $100. I mean, but we should all be doing that, right? So when we purchase a home or we purchase land or we do these things that the government tells us, oh, you can hold on to it, but we don't actually own it, right? Is that we should all just say no. We should just say no. So when they say, well, we're going to charge you taxes every year to own that property that you live on. I say, well, no, you can't. So what would they do? Would they just, I didn't see that's where it gets me. What would they do? They just come in and take it from you? They make the decision. They decide. So they told the man he had to have electric. They told the man he had to have running water. They told the man he had to have a, a, a sewer system. Do you know why? Because they control it. They control it and they can charge him more money. They can take his money from him. And then when they decide he didn't want to pay the extortion that they called electric, gas, and whatever else they call it now, garbage, whatever they want to call it, right? Police departments, fire departments, all these things. And yes, don't get me wrong. Don't be cynical. The idea, yes, we do need them if the fire starts. But I tell you what, you go into most places in most towns that are not big cities, every volunteer, every fireman's a volunteer. Because we knew as people collectively that we needed to protect each other. We don't need the government to tell us we need protecting. And who do we need protecting from? Whoever they decide we need protection from. So when another country decides that they need to be protected from this other country, they're going in and they take it over. That's that how that works. So you get to just take whenever you want. But I tell you what, if us as the people, we all stood up at one point and said, listen to me, enough with this nonsense with the taking from everybody. Whether it's done locally or whether it's done globally. 
enough with the taking. You want something from me now? Come see me first. Come see me directly. You come send the IRS guy, this supposed people that exist. You come send them to my house. You come bring them here and say, listen to me, you owe me money. I just want to know why and how. Who came up with that decision? Who decided I owe you something for something you didn't pay for or work for, right? So when we think about our labor and we think about who we are as people and as humans, when they tell us we get a check and they give us a piece of paper and half that number is missing and they say, well, you owe us that. And I said, well, I don't remember borrowing it from you. If I don't remember borrowing it from you, how could I owe it to you? That's a question. Listen to me. You have answers. I know you do. I know everybody out there has answers for this. Put them in the questions in the comments below. Because we should have questions. We should have comments. And it shouldn't just be here. And it shouldn't just be on the Everything and Nothing podcast. It should be out there for everybody to see and everybody to hear. Is that we want answers from them. Not the other way around. They work for us. And if they can charge us, here's a concept. If they can charge us for our labor, no matter what we do, why are we not charging them taxes for their labor for what they do? That's crazy, isn't it? All government officials, they don't pay taxes. That's cynical. It's a really bad way to be. So when do we get to charge them taxes? We don't. They tell us. It's very, very skewed idea of the written words that they wrote down in declarations and amendments and bills and laws that they keep clouding our conscious minds that we can't make a decision anymore. For ourselves, we can't make a conscious decision anymore for ourselves. We have to wait to be told what our decision is according to whatever it is they write. And I say, get your papers out, folks. <laughs> get your papers out and start writing your own bills and your own laws and your own decrees of what it is you think is fair. Isn't that what we all want? We all crave the equality and the fairness amongst other human beings. Isn't that it? And yes, some people work harder than others. And yes, some people, you know, you know, work hard and create big business and all this too. And I say that's great. And I, want, I applaud that for people. And I implore people and everybody should be empowered to do something wonderful and great for whatever it is that they want to do. But you shouldn't have to be giving it to the government after you're done. And that's why I said I'm talking the biggest to the smallest has to be done this way. That's the equality. That's the idea of being fair. Is that if you work very hard and, and all the other people decide the thing that you work hard at constitutes them buying it or getting it, it should belong to you. And that's what I'm saying. Even big business, we like to think that big corp is the reason for a lot of this. And yes, they contribute to it. But the idea is they didn't do it on their own. So in other words, a guy who's making a million dollars, all of a sudden the government comes in and says, listen, we're going to take some of that from you. So you better really 
take more from those people over there. Don't let them shortchange you because we're still going to take ours. So you better get more from them. That's how it starts. That's how it works. It's not like the guy in Starbucks. Believe me, right? Started with one coffee shop. Sears, Amazon, all these people, they started small. Just like all of us have these dreams of doing these things we want to do. And they started. And then all of a sudden, they start to accumulate funds. And the rest of the world starts to notice what they're doing and likes what they're doing. So then all of, the all of a sudden, the governments go, hey, wait a minute here. How is it that you're making money and not giving us any? So then they make it hard for them. So those big corps and those people who started just like you and I and everybody else, they start making it uncomfortable for them. And they make a deal. And they say, hey, somehow, some way, if you give us more, we'll allow you to take more. So that's why they give them these tax breaks and all these things. And they say, hey, take a little extra from them, and then we'll take a little less from you. So that's how it works. So why do you think these people become beholden to governments and leaders? Why? Because we as the people didn't decide. We didn't decide and we didn't want to make that decision. So we let them do it. Right? It's the truth. It's the truth. My hopes are, and I say this a lot, my hopes are in my lifetime that I will see a free world. And I don't just mean total anarchy. I mean freedoms where the freedoms belong back to the people. That's what I mean. I mean that wholeheartedly. And I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be organizations and people in charge that can make rational thoughts, but only based on what us collectively, the people, decide. So in other words, every bill, every law, every, every human rights, civil rights, all these things that these people tend to amend for us, they eventually, at one, at one point, they were decided by the people. They were written by the people. And it needs to be voted collectively by the people, for the people. That's, that's what they wrote. <laughs> it's not my fault that they can't read anymore or haven't read. And there's the alternative for the meaning, correct? We all think about it. Please think about it. <laughs> Leave in the questions and comments. I know today was a long one. And thank you for sticking around, everybody. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. But you know me, I got to go through the gamut. And I'm going to do it, so please just bear with me a minute, <laughs> okay? Listen to me. If, please make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. It really does help. It really does push out there and the algorithm and people, other people, because here's the thing, right? People have this misconception, right? I'm telling everybody to subscribe and do all these things because I want to make money. Believe me when I tell uh, uh, <laughs> this isn't done because I'm, I'm sitting on stacks of dough here. I'm doing this because I want everybody to understand that if they are subscribed and they and you're subscribed and you share it, if somebody else is interested in, in getting into the conversation with us, it can really help get out there for the masses, for the for the masses, for the people, for us, the people can listen and, and want to understand and maybe want to say something. This is a platform that allows us all to do that until they take it away from us because that will happen too. Eventually, this will be taken away because they do it to other um, uh, people doing podcasts all the time. We see it. I see it every day. I listen to a lot of people. I listen to a lot of people on here. And believe me when I tell you, collectively, if we all listened and all shared and really, 
really wanted our voices heard, we would be in here doing these things together. We just would. And that's very important, you know. So share it. Share it with somebody that you may think is interested in listening and want to have something to say and maybe not sure how to say it. This is the place. This is the place for us to do it collectively. Believe me, it is, okay? And all my social media links are down there too. I put, you know, up stuff on, on my social media. It's in the links below. You can go over there and check them out, subscribe, and we can open up conversations everywhere, right? How great would that be if everybody everywhere, no matter where we were, no matter what platform we were on, if we all opened up discussions about freedom? It's, 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 a, good, it's a good thing. It is, despite what anybody may think, right? I, you know, there are reasons that people use these things all the time and maybe good, maybe bad, but it is a way for us to have our voices heard, right? And my po podcasts are also on all these audio platforms right here. And you can listen to me, right? Because maybe you don't want to stare at me for over an hour. And that's sometimes disheartening. So don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so mean. <laughs> um, and wait a minute. Here we go. I put these up here. These are my other channels on YouTube. Okay, I have the cooking and eating and the building and fixing. I just put the tiramisu video up on my cooking and eating. So go there and check it out. Go there and check it out. You might like it. It's pretty cool. I, I am a real chef. I didn't just play one on television. Um, and the building and fixing. I had a couple of videos up there. Maybe I'll put up some new ones soon. I'm not sure. But I'll worry about it when that, when that bridge uh, gets built. And then I'll decide. Um, but there's some interesting uh, videos up there as well. Um, and I appreciate you guys. And you know, this is my studio. This is the ENN Studios. And um, I really appreciate that. And I'm going to go, I'm going to talk for a few minutes, just a little bit longer too, because I'm hoping everybody's listening. And this is the deal, right? If you like it, and you like the message, please give it a thumbs up. That also helps the algorithm, right? It pushes out, it pushes it out there. If you send the like in this, right? And I use the right uh, meta tags and all these other things, right? Um, it will push it out to other people that have similar feelings as us. And that's, and that's really good, right? And don't forget to get your bell rung, folks, so you're notified when I put another video up on my YouTube channel, this one and the other two. So go over there and subscribe to the other two as well, right? The links are in the description below. And speaking of getting your bell rung, I'm going to do this, and everybody give me a minute, okay? Um, I want to... I want, March 17th was St. Patty's Day, and it's a great day, I'm, me being Irish, but it was also my father's birthday, and he was born on St. Patty's Day, which I love, it's a day of celebration, and he passed away, April 20th, which is only a month away, um, so he was born on a day of celebration, and he passed on a day of celebration, if you partake in 420, um, and it means a lot to me, and that's the reason why we get this one more time today. The bell gets rung one more time for my pops. Mr. Donald Waldhelm, I love you and miss you. Um, but that's it, right? I'm not going to get emotional today. Don't do that on me, all right, will you? Um, but that's me and my pops, and uh, we spent a lot of time together, and I miss him. Um, but that's, that's the long and short of how I feel about all of this. And I know there are a lot of us out there that feel the same. And I want everybody to get their eyes and ears open and, and speak truths and 
get out there and spread the word about how you feel about certain things and about the way we are being ruled as human beings. Never mind any of this. None of this means anything. Without all of us humans here, none of this means anything. So wars and, and taxes and laws and all these things would not happen if it wasn't for us. So us as the people collectively, we need to, we need to stop relinquishing these, sorry for covering my face, um, for all these things. We should really think about this. And it's important to me. And I hope everybody else does. And do all your fact-checking and everything right there. Anybody who wants to do that right there, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me how you feel about this. This is how I feel about it, truly feel about it, not just a little bit, okay? I'm going to read you guys something on the way out like I did last week, right? And I like doing this, right? So, if you could be anywhere you want to be, would you still be happy, okay? Would you still feel the same way? Don't get hung up on where you think you should be and start enjoying where you are. If you can't control where you think you should be, right? Making the most of how you feel about where you are is the most important at any given time. So feel good about where you are and who you are, no matter what the circumstances may be, no matter what disagreements may come your way. No matter how anybody or any, you know, one place feels about who you are, be where you are at the moment you are there. And you'll see, it'll change. It certainly will, folks. Well, that's it for me. That's my time. I know I took up a lot of your time today. And thank you for coming down and spending a few <laughs> more than a few minutes with me love peace and bacon grease and remember every day is a good day and if you give a smile you're gonna get a smile give a bunch of them smiles out there folks we all need them it's your boy from brooklyn chef shannon ambrosio i'm out